You ever have somebody ask you if they can do something? And then before you answer, they go and do it anyway? What was the point? Why'd you ask? (laughs) I don't know if it's more disrespectful to just do something or to ask somebody if you can do it and then do it before they give you an answer. Did you care at all what I thought? Was that just your way of pretending to care? Just <laughs> ask somebody to send me an email. Ask me if they can do something and they went and did it before I can answer. I had somebody do something and then call my phone and then say, Ma, I did something. Do you mind? What? What does it matter if I mind? You've done it. <laughs> it reminds me of when I was a kid and my mom would knock on the door. And then just walk in. Mom, I didn't say come in. Boy, I don't pay no bills in this house. I come in when I want to. Well, what did you knock for? What's The knock is to warn you. But the warning does nothing if I'm ass naked. You don't know what I'm doing? Boy, I gave birth to you. I've seen it. Mom, it was 12 years ago. Things have changed. Not much. But they've changed. Why would you knock if you're going to come in anyway? People who do this, who are you? Why are you this way? Get your life. Don't ask somebody if you can do something if you're going to do it before they answer. (laughs) People are not that stupid to think that you actually cared. They'll see through it. Why didn't you know this? You weren't going to wait anyway. You got to out trick these people. You got to outsmart them. That's what I wish I knew when I was a kid. When my mom would do that, I tried to lock my door by putting a trunk in front of the door. So she struggled to get in. Boy, when she got in that room, there was a problem. I tell you that. That was a really stupid idea. I didn't keep her out. Mom was a lot stronger than I thought. She moved that trunk and then damn near moved me out. <laughs> Mom's about to move me out that day. You know what I should have did? I should have just waited in my room. Ass naked. As soon as I heard that knock. And that door open. There it is, mom. It's a nasty situation. Why would you knock if you're just gonna come in? I could be naked. This would be disgusting for the both of us. Ass naked. Bet you she wait for me to say come in the next time. Welcome to In The Moment. Yeah. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. This is your first time. Welcome to the funniest podcast you've never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitch, or your money back. Shout out to all my regular listeners and my new listeners. Episode 55. We in the building another week, another week of life. Give it up for yourself if you're listening to me, if you're here. Welcome to the best hour of your week. I feel like growing up, I used to always hear radio personalities say things like that. Yo, what's up? It's your boy. Welcome to the finest hour of the week. Like, you don't know your listeners to know that this is their best hour of the week. (laughs) You don't even know that they're your boy. Like, they might not like you. People just, yo, it's your boy. I, I don't, no, it's not. You're not my boy. Yo, you know what time it is. I have no idea. I wish you would stop inviting things into my life about yourself that may not be true. I don't know if I'm the finest hour of your week. I shouldn't say that. (laughs) But I hope to be. So if you're here and I'm here, let's make this happen, man. Welcome. 
If you're a new listener, you should know. I have no sense. <laughs> I don't. Which is exactly why you should stay tuned. <laughs> Real quick, shout out to T Public. Yeah. That's T E E Public.com. I officially have merchandise, y'all. It's on. T shirts, hoodies, crew shirts, mugs, masks, refrigerator magnets, onesies. Got in the moment clothes for your kids. I'm serious. Tpublic.com. I'm having posted on all of my social medias. Get your in the moment gear is going down. I'm excited. A lot of listeners have been asking me for the longest to have some gear, get you some gear. So not only did I get me some gear, I got me a whole manufacturer. I'm coming with it now. Whatever you want. Mugs, all that. Tpublic.com. Search in the moment. Get all your gear. Again, the link will be up on all my social media this week. I'm excited. And I promise, like we starting off with the picture of the podcast, but I promise I'm not just going to have y'all walking around with my face on you like forever. I mean, do it now until people get tired of seeing it and they start listening. But there are going to be more designs than just my face. Hey, in the moment, like you probably don't, you probably don't want that. You probably don't want (laughs) to walk around with just Mo on in the moment. But if you do, I love you. You should do it. If you don't, there will be other designs. We're just working on them. I got a team working on. I don't have a team. That's a lie. I don't know why I said that. Um, It sounds good. I don't have a team at all. I have family who is <laughs> who is supporting me and holding me down. And we're getting designs created. We're getting T-shirts cut. It's going down. But I know birthdays are coming up. Pisces season. If you know a Pisces, they need a birthday gift. Go ahead and head over to tpublic.com and search in the moment. All right. Enough of that. That's way too happy. That's not how we start off the pod. Let's get into the things I'm mad at. I'm mad at the way people responded to me having to create a new Facebook. So Facebook shut me down. I was really pissed off about it because I had a lot of friends, I had a lot of views, and I had a whole lot of things that I had to reset and start over. But, uh, you know, y'all know me. I'm always talking about never having a quitter's mentality. You can't have a quitter's attitude, so I'm right back at him. I took some time to decompress, to get my mind right, and I'm right back on him. Brand new Facebook, search I am Mo Mitch. Add me. Now, I have always used Facebook for business purposes. I don't really use it for personal use, so I had no idea how terrified people are to request a friendship, man. Y'all are more afraid to make a friend than a fugitive. It's, it's, it's insane. I had to create a brand new Facebook. Start all over again. Okay, I get it. Maybe it would be weird to you if I've always had a Facebook. But I'm thinking once I got to like 100 friends, people would realize, okay, this is, you know, this is his real Facebook. And I even put a comment out. Saying, hey guys, it's me. I'm back. Now, I'm not going to lie. I didn't say a lot. I didn't put a whole paragraph of what happened. Because I remember when Michael Jordan came back. And all he said was, I'm back. And the world went bananas. Because it was the dopest thing ever. His whole I'm back spill was two words. I felt like I was going to get a Jordan. It's welcome to Facebook. Boy, was I wrong. Who did I think I was? 
I should have done whatever John Paxson would have done when he came out of retirement because it didn't work. I said, yo, I'm back. That's all I said. I got a thousand calls and texts and messages. Yo, is it really you? I mean, people were literally calling me. Hey, man. Just got a request on Facebook, dude. Just wondering, is it really you, man? I don't know. I don't want to accept this if it's not you. I got a hundred text messages. Yo, just got a request, man. Not sure, dude. Hey, bro, is everything okay with you? Are you getting hacked? Hey, fam. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm be honest. I don't know what everybody's so afraid of. I don't use Facebook like that. So if you, like, accept the wrong friend request, does, like, one of your family members disappear or something? I'm confused. Does your girl leave you? I don't, what happens? Does it shut your whole computer down? Is it a virus? I don't know. I'm be honest. I never got a virus from a friend request. Maybe that's a thing. But when I tell you how people are so scared, I mean, it was like I, I never experienced so many people being so afraid. What has Facebook done to people? If only people were this afraid of writing paragraphs about their life on Facebook. If only they were this afraid of posting things that really have no relevance. If only people were this afraid to not say negative things to other people. Imagine what Facebook could be. <laughs> but no, they have no problems doing these things. But a friend request? Oh, I had people who ain't called me in 10 years calling me. Hey, dude. Are you kidding me? This this is what did it? This is what made you check in? <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. I, I, I think to this moment, like 80% of the people I requested will not accept my friendship because they don't think it's me. I say that to say if you're in high school and you're going through what most people go through in high school, you have people who are not accepting your friendship. It doesn't stop as an adult. <laughs> so hang in there. And also, if you get a friend request from me on Facebook, yes, 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 it's me. Okay? My God. Just hit accept. Who's next? I'm mad at my friend who told me to be less honest this week. Really good friend of mine was roasting me. We always have roast battles. That's just what we do. And he was like, yo, I should have known that you would go this path and be what you are today because you always had a mouth, just a crazy mouth. And I was like, what you mean? He's like, nah, you just say things that are insane. It's just like, I can't believe he just said that. And I'm like, most of the time, I'm saying it with a filter. Even when I'm like, honest, honest, it's a filter. And he's like, nah, but it's hilarious. So I asked him to come up with a time. And he brought up this time <laughs> where I justified doing something in a lift because of the way that the lift was. And it was pretty funny, I'm not going to lie, after he retold the story. But in the moment, I didn't think there was anything wrong with what I was saying. And I felt like the guy was being rude. So I got in this lift one day. And normally... 
If I were getting into someone's car and I was going to eat something, I would ask first. And I wouldn't be an asshole and just do it before you give me an answer. Because I'm better than that. <laughs> You'd always ask before you eat in someone's car. Now, with Lyfts and Ubers, I used to always feel like, okay, how, does, how should this work? Because technically, I'm in your car. But also, you're at work, right? And I'm a customer. So should I be able to eat? Should I not? I don't know. Nine times out of ten, I won't eat. It's not my thing. Won't do it. I don't want to eat in someone else's car. It's just uncomfortable for me. This particular day, I was starving. I didn't have a lot of time. I was one place to the next. And honestly, if I was going to eat this burger, it was going to happen in this moment. And I got in the guy's car. The guy was rude from the jump. The way he got out, the way he approached us, everything. It just was really off. It was one of those situations where if I had the time, I probably would have just ordered another car. But I didn't have the time. So I just got in. It's fine. Whatever. So then I said to myself, I'm not going to ask this guy if I can eat. I'm just going to eat. Because he was in, well, he was an ass. And so the guy says, what makes you think that you can just eat in my car? And I said, because it stinks. And I remember my friend just dying laughing. And I, I wasn't trying to be funny. I was dead serious. It, it smelled like shit in his car. I was dead serious. It smelled like ass in his car. His car smelled horrible. You know, like one of those cars you get in, and as soon as you get in, the entire atmosphere changes. It's like you've entered space or something. The air just smells whole different. I know y'all done been in a car like that. I went to high school with somebody whose car used to always smell like his mouth. Just did. I ain't trying to be funny. You, I mean, and he was like the first dude to have a car. No one else had a car. So if you were going to the party, you was going to ride in his mouth. That's just the way it was going to be. You knew that. And everybody would complain. It was high school, so you couldn't get drunk. You had to ride in his mouth sober. But that was the only way to get to the party. At least dude's car smelled like his mouth. This guy's car smelled like his ass. Just being honest. So when he said it, I gave him a what I thought was a justifiable answer. It stinks, bro. And he just was kind of quiet. So that means you can eat in it? I mean, first of all, you didn't even defend or try to defend the fact that I said it stinks. He accepted it. So now that I know you've accepted that it stinks in here, well, how could you feel some kind of way that I'm eating? Would you rather it smell like ass in here than burger? At least now it smells like ass burger. That's much better. Then just ass? I mean, dude gets mad, pulls over, the ride's done. Because I have attempted to help you? <laughs> and then my boy was like, you didn't have to do that, man. And I'm like, no, he was rude and I was honest. Two different things. Plus, it's, a, it's one of those things. You got a story to tell. But I don't feel like that was my fault. He blamed me. What do y'all think? My fault? Is Asperger on me? Is it my fault that Asperger happened? Who's next? I'm mad at... The fact that I wasn't a good wingman growing up. I wasn't. Thought about this the other day. It's Pisces season. My experiences with Pisces, they're pretty good wing people. They'll hold you down when you need them to. A couple of y'all are probably going to say, nah, I know a Pisces. All right, that's fine. I'm not here to argue with you. I'm just telling you my experiences. And I've thought about this because me as a Virgo, nah, not so much. <laughs> I was never a good wing person. I don't want to go over there with you 
to talk to her while you talk to her. No! There's nothing in that for me. And it takes a lot out of me as a Virgo to spend time talking to someone because I have to genuinely be interested. If I'm not, what am I doing? I'm just wasting my time for you. And I had friends who I knew weren't going to close the deal. If we're being honest, like, you're, you're going to go over there and fail. And then what did we accomplish? There were times I would, <laughs> my friends would go, yo, let's go over there and yeah, come with me. And we're going to highlight this girl. And I would be like, okay. And then I would go. And then as soon as he would go, hey, how you doing? I would just walk away. I'd keep walking. He's in it now. That's all he really needed was for me to give him a push. Get in there. You know, you don't need the coach to actually play. You just got to let him put you in the game. That's I would I would be the coach. I'm not your teammate. I'm the coach. Get in there. And then I'm gone. Some of y'all played wingman growing up and you ended up being wingman the entire night. Lost a relationship over it. Got into an argument over it. Ended up sitting in a stranger's living room for three hours. <laughs> TV don't work. Your drunk start wearing off. Now you sleep. You don't know if they got a shotgun somewhere. All because your homeboy said, hey, come over here and talk to this girl for me real quick. Ah. <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. I am not Red Bull. I promise you, I will not give you wings. Yep. I talked last week about the friendly skies. If the skies are so friendly, you don't need me. You got a friend up there. I'm going to be right here on the ground. I am not your wingman. Who's next? I'm mad at this story that Jade told me where she knew somebody who offered somebody else a contract in order to be in a relationship with him. <laughs> and I was telling her, I was like, do you know the level of speed that I would have as I run away from that person? I'm talking Usain Bolt. I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking Olympics. What do you mean a contract to get into a relationship? Why would you ever do that to someone? People don't like signing contracts as it is. More times than not, if you sign a contract, it's, it's because money is motivating you and it, you may not see another way to get it. I ain't signing a contract for any other reason. A relationship? Imagine you in a relationship you can't want out. <laughs> what? And what does the contract say? I, I want to talk to somebody who is in a relationship with a contract. I'm going to try to find this person. I want to talk to him. I'm dead serious. If you are that person or you know that person, reach out to me. I want to know what's on the contract of a relationship. I'm not talking marriage. I'm talking to get into a relationship, a, a full-blown contract. Do y'all know how fine this woman would have to be? Ain't no way. Find this person I would like to know. Who's next? Last but not least, I'm mad at people who fall asleep fast. Oh, my God. I can't stand y'all. I'm serious. I put this post up on Instagram about, they say the average person can fall asleep in less than seven minutes. Who are you people? Please report to the front of the congregation. How? How I can't stand y'all. So many people were writing me, me, Mo, that's me. I do that. Listen, man, I don't think I've ever fell asleep in anything quicker than 30 minutes in my life. I mean, there are times when I've passed out, when I've been so exhausted, 
or so drunk that I just passed out. But that's different. I'm talking about lay down for bed and you're out in less than seven minutes. Oh, I can't stand you. It used to take me an hour on average to fall asleep. My friends do this. My dad does this. My dad is falling asleep on me mid-conversation. When he decides that's enough, he's out of there. I mean, mid-advice. Dad, what do you think? All right. (laughs) I got friends just fall asleep on you. Shout out to you. If you can fall asleep in less than seven minutes. I mean, seriously, because I'm hating. And you have no idea how good you have it. I've definitely seen people lay down, have one thought, and snore. If you're a one thought and snorer, I cannot stand you. It's times I take so long to fall asleep. By the time I do, it feels like I slept for three minutes. It'd be next week. What did I do? Where did I sleep in any of that night? I've had those nights. Some of y'all feel me. Some of y'all don't. The ones of you who don't, I don't like you. All right, let's get into shout outs. When I dreamed it all, ever since I was young, they said I won't be nothing. Now they always say congratulations. Shout out to people who have been in long lasting relationships. Shout out to you. Yep. If you've been in a solid relationship for a long time, I'm hating on you. I'm going to tell you why. There's a level of security that comes with a couple that has been together for so long that if you've never had it, you can't help. But notice it. I mean, I've, I've been around people who have been together so long that the security in the relationship is exactly what the capital should have had. It's way better than anything I've seen in any club. You ever been around one of those solid couples? Guy leave, go wherever he want to do, and you look at her like, wow, you ain't even stressing. And she like, man, if somebody want him, they can have him. <laughs> if somebody come and try to take this man... I will pack his shit. I'm telling you right now, they can have him. I don't know if that's security or if that's just genuinely I don't care because I don't really like his ass anymore anyway. But whatever that is, I mean, that guy goes on fellas trips and has the time of his life. She don't care. (laughs) You in a new relationship or a newer relationship, you getting blown up. Phone don't stop ringing. You get to the airport. You land. You get to the hotel. You get to the bar. You get to the pool. It don't stop. That's until you get back home. But your boy over there in that secure relationship, she ain't even call him to see if he landed. (laughs) Damn near like she hope he didn't. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, man. I've been on vacations with couples that are so solid. The guy will be looking at other women. She looking with them. They holding up cards like it's a dunk contest. That's about a seven. What you think, bae? Nine. Nine? I'm looking like, what? (laughs) Only nine my girl would add was a gun shooting me. Even pretending to have saw that there was another woman on the same island. (laughs) There's no other woman on this island. <laughs> Some of y'all are in that relationship. Yeah, I know it. But shout out to the older, strong couple. And if you got that sense of security in a newer relationship, well, 
I feel the same way about you that I do about the people who sleep in less than seven minutes. I don't care. Hating. Who's next? <laughs> All right, let's get down to business. Not a lot of business this week, but I do want to address two things in celebrity world. Some of y'all might remember Sammy. It was brought to my attention that Sammy is that guy that a lot of us have dealt with in life. If you go to this man's Instagram, everything is like, Yo, if I had a woman, I'm giving her the world. Yo, my woman gets all of my money. Yo, we used to court women. Now we just trick on them. And that's why they take advantage of us. Yo, fellas, y'all gotta pick it up. Step it up, fellas. Fellas, the reason for life struggle is you. And <laughs> I see the woman like, yeah, Sammy, tell him. Tell him, Sammy. And, <laughs> ooh, Sammy. <laughs> and, man, I can't help but laugh because it's like, okay, I get it, man. I get it. It's dope to defend the women. It's fly. Sometimes you got to be that guy who steps to another guy and goes, yo, this is on you. You wildin'. We got to treat our women better. When it's done in a genuine way, <laughs> Ladies, please don't get this twisted. There are men who genuinely will step to other men on behalf of women. And then there's the guy who's like Sammy, where every other post is, guys, you can't wear a coat in the winter because your woman should be wearing it. You should freeze. Have nothing on. A real man would be naked. There's that guy. You gotta relax. It's more than one coat. Sammy is the guy that just pours it on really extra whenever the women are around. Fellas know it. There was always that one guy that acted like all the other guys. And then when he got around women, fellas, we got to pick it up. Yo, we can't leave cups out. There are women here. Yo, we can't eat in the presence of women. We have to let them eat and starve. I'm like, all right. I understand you trying to get some, man. I get it. I get it. But you're going to have to relax. You know that guy. That is Sammy. Sammy talking about men used to court women. Now all men do is trick. And that's why they've turned on us and they're taking everything. What are you talking about, Sammy? Courting and tricking have not evolved into each other. There are still men who court because they are genuinely interested in the woman that they are talking to and have no problems giving her the world then there are the other men who they just spending money because they got it and they trying to get to a goal that's two different things they've not evolved into one sammy sammy got all of his followers going to their man like wow why can't you be more like sammy it'd be that guy who got 13 girlfriends and posting that on instagram and got all of the women mad at her man thinking that he's not sammy that's sammy that's he's that guy it goes both ways. Just like Too Short used to have all these men running around thinking it was cool to talk crazy to women and he was going home to his wife and being a good man. Uncle Luke was doodle brown everywhere you went. Man went home to his wife. 
When I got older and I learned that, I was like, wait a minute, uncle. You lied to me, man. What Jay-Z used to say. Shit, I pass with nothing. Y'all be fronting. Me give my heart to a woman. Not for nothing. Never happened. I'll be forever macking. And then there was Beyonce. I ain't trying to hear none of that. You kicking. <laughs> don't let these men lie to you. Don't get on Instagram talking about all the things you would be doing if you're not doing it. That ain't game. That's lame. Gotta know the difference between game and lame. Speaking of lame. I'm going to be honest. I don't know who this woman is. I just saw it on the shade room before I walked in the pot. But her name is Akbar V. And I bring this up because she tweeted Chris Brown. And she must be popular because it made the shade room. And I guess she was shooting her shot at Chris Brown. And her tweet was, At this point, if I can't get Drake, I might as well get me another license. Chris Brown, what's up? Babe, I've been rocking with you since running. Can I get a date? I'm single. Blink once if I can get a shot, babe. Alright, so I was looking at the comments And you know, people was like, yo, blink once It's the blink for me Yo, this is embarrassing Chris Brown has a type Well, all I could think to myself was Just a little advice Ladies, if you ever gonna try to holler at a man You probably shouldn't start the approach with another man Just my opinion I mean, obviously she got an opportunity to get Chris Brown's attention If she made the shade room but if I'm Chris Brown, like, I'm, you started the tweet off with Drake. Who in the hell starts? <laughs> if it was just for attention, it worked. But imagine, like, you go to somebody and be like, yo, couldn't get Jerome. So, hey, Mo, what you doing tonight? Oh, I'm bringing my low self-esteem ass over to your place. That's what I'm doing. What, what you think I'm doing? I ignoring you. Who? What you mean? <laughs> like, I ain't never seen somebody tell somebody, yo, you're my third option. You free? Usually you don't say that part. It's a whole new era of, of people out here. And then tagged Drake as if to say, just in case he sees this, you're still my first option. <laughs> if I'm Chris, I'm yeah, I'm gonna run it. Like, excuse me, miss, but move. Goodbye. It, there is a right time. Right now. What I just can't imagine. What kind of game is that? Recognize the difference between game and lane. Who's next? All right, so I want to get into what I learned about myself this week. I got the message that I have some heart issues. And if you're not aware, I've talked about it before. My father's had to get the surgery. So has his twin brother, my uncle. Runs on my father's side of the family. I won't get into all of the medical stuff because it's not important. But I, I found out the other day that basically I'm going to have to change my lifestyle. A little bit it can become an issue if I don't pretty quickly and when you wake up and you look at a screen and you see you know heart disease of any kind you kind of lose your shit for a second <laughs> you know if I'm being honest it uh it does something to you or at least it did something to me and I had to process it and I'm still processing it because I just found out and it's not easy but I'm very well aware of how important mental health is if you want to be strong physically. And so I won't allow myself to believe I'm weak or to believe anything is weak about me because it's not. So that's just the mindset. That doesn't change. So when people ask me how I'm taking it, I'm taking it like that. You know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have mixed emotions. There are times when I'm angry. Definitely had angry moments. Like, 
What else? I mean, I haven't really truly dove into a lot of my struggles, a lot of the things I had to conquer, a lot of what I went through in my life to get even where I am now. Um, I haven't even gotten close. But it's a lot. <laughs> oh, it's a lot. And for a minute, I felt like, damn, now this, you know, just lost my grandma. I'm not even close to recovering from that. Not even close to full strength. And you give me this, something else that I can't control. You know, it's not like I wasn't taking care of myself and it's happened. It's just, it's hereditary. That sucks. There's no way around it. That sucks. And I don't even have control over this. I wasn't living a lifestyle that deserved it. That asked for it. Anything like that. But you know what I won't do? Complain about it. Nah. If anybody's ever seen Boys in the Hood, you know the scene when Cuba is punching the air. You have that moment. I had it. Was whooping the air's ass. <laughs> not, not literally. But I had that moment. And then you, you move past it. Because it goes into what I said last week. About the victim mentality. There's no victims here. We're not doing that. I promise you. When people tell you that you don't really have a problem until you have a health problem, <laughs> it rings true when you have a health problem. Boy, did I think I had problems that day. I had a few things bothering me. Some things some people said, some emails I got, some texts I got. I was having conversations with people in my life about how I was so pissed about some things that happened. Then I got that news about my heart. Well, I tell you instantly, <laughs> instantly, none of that shit mattered. Oh, I didn't care about a text, about an email, about what somebody did or didn't do. It's so, so small. What does any of it matter if I'm not here? So I care for. What am I putting so much energy and effort into this? I've heard so many people say, yo, man, as long as you got your health. Health is the most important thing because it's true. Sometimes we go through things and somebody will go, yeah, but at least you got your health and you feel like God is insensitive. But address my problem. So what? I have my health. And that's fair. But man, if you got your health, how much of a problem is it really? Because when you don't, and a lot of people don't, a lot more things become spilled milk. What are you crying over? You got to ask yourself, is it that serious? You know, I think about Chadwick Bozeman often, his journey, his struggle, what he must have been thinking, knowing what he was dealing with and accomplishing what he was without telling anybody, carrying that. I've talked about this before, and I'm not saying that I'm nearly in the same situation, but I have attempted to put myself in his position and imagine what it must be like to have such a strong mindset, to say to yourself, my time is now limited. And I'm going to go harder. Um, like there's no time to complain or to worry or to panic. There, there's literally no time. If you told me I have less time, then I certainly don't have time to do that now. To be down, to be sad, to be depressed, to be doubting myself, to be afraid, any of that. There's no time. And you don't know how you would react in that situation until you're in it. God forbid someone ever has to be given a time limit. What do you do? Younger me? Oh, I'm sitting around complaining. I'm going to keep it a buck. Yo, why me? 
And he used to always take somebody next to me who was strong enough to go, why not you? And it happened again. Thank you, Bree. Why not you? Because you can handle it. God had never put more on you than you can bear. I believe that. I've handled it all. Shout out to my man Case. I needed that text, brother. Ooh, did I need that. Thank you. I've been through worse. I've dealt with worse. I've conquered worse. Through it all. I can't, I can't get on here every week and tell y'all to fight through it. To not have the victim mentality. To know that the world owes you nothing and it's gravity out here and you got to fight and be strong. I can't tell y'all to do that and turn around and do something different. Nah. So to everybody who has wrote me, reached out, thank you. I appreciate it. I know y'all with me. I got way more to offer. Ain't going nowhere. I don't care what they talking about. Alright, so I got to live a little different. Got to eat a little better. I'm going to push me to get this six pack I've been working on. Perspective. Sitting in the doctor's office, she said, what's on your mind? I said, a lot, doc. I can imagine, but it's not as bad as you're making it. You're going to be fine. Everything is going to work out. You are going to be fine. You're strong. Your heart is good. I said, doc, it's all about my heart. I know I had Popeyes for the last time. I'm crushed. If anything clog up some things, it's Popeyes. I guess I'm not Popeye the Sailor Man. That's why I'm hurt. <laughs> That's where my thoughts were. What are you talking about? Oh, he ain't even going there. Nah, too much to do. So now y'all know I'm not only saying this to you. I'm living it. When I tell you, if, if, if nobody died and you still got your health, whatever it is, oh, you got it. You got it. I know it may not always feel like it, but I promise you, you got it. God, I serve is too good. And that's all I really feel. Okay. Somebody said, you mean to tell me you really don't feel different? You don't feel the, the anxiety and all that? I said, you know. I said, I feel it, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to affect my performance. It just feels like every quarter is the fourth quarter now. If you're an athlete, it feels like every shot is in the clutch. Every throw is in the Super Bowl. That's all. You miss in the first, second, third quarter, you just missed. Eh. You missing the fourth, 30 seconds left down two, a little bigger of a deal. But all that mean to me is I got to focus more. But I'm still knocking the shot down. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Dame Lillard in the clutch. Not worried about it. I've been playing in the clutch my whole life. Every shot counted my whole life. I've always played in the fourth quarter. I've always tried to live my life as if tomorrow wasn't promised. Nothing changes. If anything, the perspective is even sharper. I'm bothered by even less. Your focus on what really matters becomes so amazingly clear when you face such life-altering things. It's a hell of a price to pay to get it, but you might as well enjoy it when you have it. I got people I love texting me, telling me how to live now. <laughs> What to eat, what to do. Man, I appreciate y'all. Shout out to my pop. Shout out to Bert. I appreciate y'all. Really do. I told both of them. I'm like, y'all sending me a whole bunch of stuff that's way more expensive than I would have ever paid for. I said, damn, y'all gonna keep me alive, but I'm gonna be broke. <laughs> this living thing expensive. Bert said, not as expensive as a heart attack. I said, what you have there is a valid point, my brother. That's what that is. Can't fight that one. So I'm buying it. You do what you got to do to live. Do what you got to do to survive. That doesn't change. 
that's a that's a your whole life kind of thing. So I appreciate them. As far as the food and the cardio and all of the things that I need to do, I hate cardio. Not the biggest fan of eating nothing but healthy foods. But I'm going to do it. I just told my father, I'm like, yo, man, baby steps. He's like, yo, you got to get started. I say, yo, 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 relax, baby steps. When I say baby, I mean newborn. I'm talking a few hours old, fam. That kind of baby, I mean, when I say baby steps. Not a birthday has happened yet. I'm talking, you don't even know if it's yours yet. Uh, you don't understand, but I'm going to get there. One moment, one day, one fight at a time. I don't just preach it, I live it. But shout out to you. If you have reached out to me, I appreciate it. Except, except for the women <laughs> who have hurt me. Like, yo, let me tell you something. When people find out something going on with your heart, man, I had women who did me wrong reaching out. Talking about, hey, I heard about your heart. Just wondering, man, you broke my heart when you had it. What are you talking about? You crushed me. You didn't care. Now you care. Gave you my whole heart. Now you heard it's weak. You want to reach out talking about what you want to do? Man, you don't get the hell on. <laughs> That's how I know that when people move on and have funerals and certain people show up, I know they be feeling like, really? You have the reason I'm here. You ain't show up no time I was alive, but you want to show up now. Don't show up now. Keep that energy. Hey, I just wanted to reach out. Nah. <laughs> nah. You have the reason. Momarion now. Promise y'all I'm okay. Get through it. One day at a time. Many of things to do, many of years to live. Nothing changes. And that won't stop me from saying goodbye to Aquarius season. If you're not familiar, I do these videos called Why I Hate Your Sign. Over three years ago, I started it. And every month, I would tell you why I hate your sign. And I'm doing a brand new season. But instead of saying hello to your sign this time, I'm saying goodbye. So every season, I'm releasing a new video telling you why I hate your sign. And I'm happy to see you go. I kicked it off with Aquarius. So this is the laugh of the week. How do I? You know never has a hard time saying goodbye in Aquarius. Aquarius season is coming to an end, and I've dated one before. And I made the mistake of not saying goodbye when I should've. And I don't wanna make that mistake again. Nobody sees the first part of the word goodbye better than an Aquarius. You can't win a breakup with an Aquarius. They be over your ass in five minutes. Every Aquarius thinks she wrote irreplaceable. You know why an Aquarius will be over your ass in five minutes? Because they were never there to begin with. An Aquarius will give everything they have to themselves, not to you. They ain't even thinking about your ass. Aquarius like to think. They think about shit all the time, but for some reason they never think about you every Aquarius is so independent so independent that you should be alone stop bothering people yeah I remember when destiny child made it dope to be independent this was every Aquarius me she talking about me don't ever play hide and seek with an Aquarius they're amazing at hiding everything insecurities boyfriends all that I played hide and seek with an Aquarius once in third grade I was looking for her ass so long I started putting up missing signs in the neighborhood that scary. I ain't see her ass again for another 20 years. I saw her pop up on Facebook and I just wrote her like, what the f Did you know it was a game? One. It seemed like every Aquarius life purpose is to find a way to fit into the group and be the group all at the same damn time. Michael Jordan was great. Wasn't necessarily known for giving a about his teammates though. Aquarius are usually smart. I give them that. Smart enough to think that they smarter than everybody else. But for some reason, they ain't smart enough to know that we know that. 
They think they hide that too. You give an Aquarius a gift, it take them 15 minutes to figure out what it is. Just constantly trying to think outside the box all the time. The gift is in the damn box. It's in the box. Everything seemed to always be extreme with an Aquarius. Just always to the max. You take an Aquarius on a romantic date by the lake, put your foot in it. By the time you look up, her ass is scuba diving. Talking about I found it. Get out the water. Bye, Aquarius. Goodbye, Aquarius. Hello, Pisces. New video in a month. Who's next? All right, reflective moment of the week. I had a moment this week where I realized that accountability is actually really dope. It's a dope thing when you embrace it. When you realize that it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to make a mistake. It seems simple to admit that because we all know that we're all human and it happens. But a lot of people have a really hard time of digging deep down and saying, you know what? That was on me. I fucked up. So many people struggle with that. And I know because I've dealt with a lot of people who have struggled with that and still do. And I was also one of those people who struggled with that for a long time until I matured a bit and realized, man, it's pretty cool to be wrong because that's when you learn. Your greatest, most recent lesson is probably your last mistake. That's when you learn. You don't typically learn when you're right. So if you think you're always right, first of all, you're not and you're never learning shit. But I had a moment this week. We had to take full accountability for something that I hadn't taken accountability for. And I don't want to go into what I did wrong because I don't want to bring it back. Some of you may not even know what I'm talking about because you weren't listening to my pod back then. But I did an episode where I had a few things to say about someone. And y'all wouldn't know who I was talking about if I told you because no one knew who I was talking about at the time. But I was wrong. I ended up meeting this person and I had thoughts about him that weren't as accurate as I thought they were. And I apologized to him and I apologized to everybody who was involved. And I bring this up not because it's important what I apologize for, but just to say it's important to apologize. It just is. Whether the person accepts your apology or not, not your business. But she did. And then she gave me her point of view and she apologized for what she thought she was wrong. And then I felt like Man, we should have been friends all this time. <laughs> we got to catch up. We got to make up for lost time. Because sometimes it really is just a misunderstanding or miscommunication. And when you're wrong, just be wrong. Why so many people put so much into never being wrong? For what? There's no award for that. You will never get a reward for being right your whole life. No one is ever going to come to you and go, hey. Great job. You were never wrong. <laughs> what an amazing thing you've done. It's never going to happen. You've been wrong before. You're going to be wrong again. You might as well get used to it. But when you wrong someone and you can look at it and go, I was wrong, that means you have grown. That's a, that's a reason to celebrate sometime, especially for some of you. Take 15 years to grow a year. Worse than dog years. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to have accountability. Accountability starts with account. Why wouldn't you want to build that? Accountability is a great ability. We talk about abilities all the time. Two of the best abilities are availability and accountability. You don't have either of those. You don't have much. So I say that to say, it's not important to always be right. It's way more important to know when you're wrong. Keep that in mind. Who's next? And before I get out of here, Quote of the week is from me, and it's not a quote. It's just a reminder that finding out that a loved one is gone 
or even you, God forbid, being gone. Happens in an instant. Sometimes we get so caught up in our daily lives, we forget that this is an instant. There's no warning. There's no two-week notice. It's an instant. Snap of a finger. That don't mean to stop living or to be sad or to be down. That means to make sure you're doing the complete opposite. Because a lot of those problems that you call problems are only problems until you have a problem. <laughs> Rewind that back as many times as you need to to get it. And if you already do, well, then you don't have much of a problem. As always, thank y'all for listening. It's always a pleasure to share the moment with you. I appreciate you being here. Next week, bitches. You need friends that keep it real with you. You do. You need the friend that's going to coddle you and tell you, hey, it's going to be okay. But you also need the friend that's going to, like, make you laugh in those hard times. I had one friend call me. He's like, yo, I heard about your heart, man. I'm sorry to hear about it. But to be honest with you, I was shocked. I said, I know, man. I was, too. I'm young. He said, nah. I meant that you had a heart in the first fucking place. Fighting, we back at it again. I know that it's my fault. You don't understand. I got memories. This is crazy. You ain't nothing like the girl I used to know. Good with mom, good with pop, good with all my. I should try to preserve. Wanna let you in, but damn these memories and it's crazy. You ain't nothing like the girl I used to know. Ooh. 